0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the E-Line Podcast. I'm your host, the one and the only Emisha. Today's topic of the day is Black Feminism. So for Black History Special Part 4, I'm going to talk about Black Feminism. So to start off this discussion about Black Feminism, I have to talk about Sir Sojourner Troop. And if you have ever Learned about Miss Sojourner Truth, you know her famous quote, Ain't I a Woman? And so, Miss Sojourner Truth, she was linked to the movement to abolish slavery, the movement to secure women's rights, and also she made sure that she stated that for black women, race and gender cannot be separated. And so, She is one of the leading figures of Black feminism, and I just personally love her and her story, and if you haven't learned a little bit about Miss Sojourner Truth, I highly suggest that you take a little bit of your time and learn a little bit more about Miss Sojourner Truth, because she is known for her involvement in the Black Feminism movement. And so also another huge figure for Black feminism is Anna Julia Cooper. And she published A Voice from the South in 1892. And basically her job and her mission was to focus on the importance of Black women voices for social change um another leading lady for black feminism is Ida B. Wells Ida B. Wells organized a crusade against lynching in the 1890s of course she did plethora of other things but that is what she is one of the things that she is mostly known for and she um was against the lynchings and I talked about lynchings in a previous episode. So if you haven't checked out that episode, please go check out that episode. But um, yeah, lynching is a very touchy topic. Slavery, all of Black history is touchy to me. And so, yes, Miss Ida B. Wells. If you haven't heard or learned anything about Miss Ida B. Wells, that is another person that you can add to your list of To research because Miss Ida B. Wells, Miss Anna Julie Cooper, and Miss Sojourner Truth, they, with other women, those are just three women that I chose to talk about today. They are the women that pushed black feminism. And black feminism to me spiked because black women started to notice that white women weren't fighting. For them, and they had to create their own things separate from the white women, so that they can get the rights that they deserve. Um, because feminism in itself did not really include um, the likes of black women. So Black women took it upon themselves to create a movement, Black Feminism, to talk about things like intersectionality. And intersectionality is basically the way race, gender, and other social categories intertwine to influence someone's outcome. And so Black women felt like they had to deal with racism, sexism, Classism, a whole bunch of other isms that were against them. And it wasn't just about the color of their skin. It wasn't just about their gender. It wasn't just about their economic status. It was all of those things put together and other things that were put together that were against them. And I felt like, me personally, I feel like white women were at the bottom because it was white men then it was black men and black men only got a leg up because they were men compared to the white women then you have the white women and then you have black women underneath so i feel like then we were the last of we got the last little crumbs and you know we had to fight our way fight our way up and so like i said Black, fem- Black feminism pretty much was created to create a distinction between white feminism. And so, with that being said, intersectionality um, helped create the Black Lives Matter movement. So, Opal Tomiti, I hope I'm pronouncing her last name right. If I'm not, I apologize. Alicia Garza and Patrice... Colors, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right as well, founded Black Lives Matter on the principles of intersectionality. And so we see the works of Black feminism today in the 21st century. And so Black feminism started in the late, I think, 1890s around that time. And it is still going to this day. And we still have black feminists who are doing the work for the black feminist movement. And they are constantly um, not just working towards creating equality for black women, but for black um, children, and women and men with disabilities, um, just LGBTQ community, just anybody that pretty much is receiving um, injustice or inequality in any type of way. That is what the Black Lives Matter movement is striving to accomplish: equality and inclusion for all people. And specifically for Black people, regardless of gender, um, disability, um, sexuality, all of those things. And so, I wanted to pull up this right here. The term intersectionality came from and was coined from Ms. Kimberly Crenshaw in her essay um, from 1989, Demarginalizing the, the Intersection of Race and Sex, a Black Feminist Critique of Anti-Discrimination Doctrine, Feminist Theory, and Anti-Racist Politics. And so I wanted to read you guys a quote that came from the Combi River Collection Statement. And if you haven't heard about the Combahee River Collective. Please do your research about that because I can't talk about that by itself. So that's why I'm not going to really go into detail, but I'm just going to introduce it to you guys. And this was in 1977. And so it states, although we are in essential agreement with Marx's theory as it applies, as it applied to the very specific economic relationships he analyzed we know that his analysts must be extended further in order for us to understand our specific economic situation as black women so I'm going to let you guys marinate on that quote and do your own research about that time in history Okay, now I'm going to move forward to discussing the L.A. Rebellion. And so the L.A. Rebellion is pretty much the name given to the group of the first generation of black film students at UCLA in the late 1960s. And so this group of African-American, African, and other um, colored people, they were chosen and they um, went to US- UCLA and they joined the film um, program and went to school and they created All of these black films that contributed to black cinema and their goal was to create black cinema because during that time, I feel like black cinema wasn't really a thing and that was their purpose to create Black films that discuss Black issues and that was written and produced by Black people who actually went through and experienced some of these things that they incorporated in the films. And so I wanted to name some of these filmmakers and tell you guys the names of some of the films that were created during um, the LA Rebellion film movement of 1967 through 1991. Okay, so we have Charles Burnett. He, um, his film is called Killer of Sheep. All right, we have Billy Woodbury. Um, he was born in Dallas, Texas and his film is called what well, his shorts he had a short film the pocketbook and it was adapted from langston hughes short story thank you ma'am yes so his short film is called the pocketbook all right we have miss julie dash she was born in queens new york she was the first female african-american director whose work received a national theatrical release currently in 2019 well i guess that was two years ago now she was announced that she'll be direct directing the angela davis biopic with lion gate pictures okay so some other films that were during the la rebellion Movement included MMA, 1974, directed by Jama Fanca, also known as Black Sisters' Revenge. Okay, we have Harvest, 3000 Years, 1976. We have Passing Through, 1977, directed by Larry Clark. We have Bush Mama, 1979, Your Children Come Back to You, 1979. Ashes and Ember, 1982, which is a story of an African-American Vietnam vet wrestling with a turbulent past in a chaotic political climate to make a future for himself. We also have Illusions, 1982. 1982. And this is filmed, um, was set around the year after Pearl Harbor and all of that great stuff. That was by Julie Dash in 1982. We have Bless Their Hearts, 1984. That is a Bill Woodbury's film. We have She Gotta Have It, 1986. Spike Lee's breakthrough feature. He portrayed an independent 80s woman struggling to maintain her identity while the men around her strive to control and define her. We have another Spike Lee film, School Days, 1987. And that movie is amazing. I love it. Do the Right Thing, another Spike Lee film released in 1989. So that is just a few to name some, but yes, if you are interested in watching some more of the films from the LA Rebellion movement, please do so because as a film major, I love watching films, I love critiquing film, and... Um, I have really enjoyed learning the different techniques that these filmmakers have used throughout history. And I've learned that through film, I can tell stories and I can promote change and encourage people to think about different paradigms and different ideologies that Black people have because, you know, everybody grows up different because we all go through different things. So I feel like film allows people who don't necessarily have access or um, the space to really understand where Black people are coming from, they can see it, hear it, and feel it through film. So I feel like film is a perfect way to communicate to people whatever it is that you want the message to be. And that's why I love film. And that's why I decided to go to school to become a filmmaker. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to give me five stars and leave a review. You can also follow us on Spotify. Make sure you search Anisha and the Elon Podcast and you'll come up. All right, let's talk about it. Splitting the bills 50-50 in a relationship. So I brought this to Instagram like I always do. So make sure y'all follow me on Instagram so that y'all can get y'all input for the episodes of the week. And I'm going to go to... The responses that I received about splitting bills 50-50 in a relationship. Okay. So the first person said, I prefer to 100% of the needed bills. But if I ever go 50-50, it's temporary. All right. So my response to that is, this looks, okay, this is definitely a guy. And so... I appreciate that, you know, he prefers to take care of everything. That's good. Um, and if it's ever has to be 50-50, it's temporary. Cool. I can understand that. Um, somebody else said 50-50 on bills, but when we go out, it's all on me. I feel like that's a cool compromise. Um, I definitely did that in a previous relationship where, we split the bills 50-50 and then um as far as going out uh <laughs> we honestly didn't really go out that much and yeah I'm just gonna leave that at that because I just don't want to even talk about that. Um somebody else said I'm fine with that, so they're fine with splitting bills 50-50 in relationship. Somebody else said, sounds fair. As long as y'all both agree to it, why not? That's what I feel like. As long as both people are um, in agreement to splitting the bills 50-50, I feel like that's what works for that relationship. And I feel like every relationship is different. So what may work for my relationship may not work for someone else's. Or maybe, you know, someone else they don't desire to have their woman pay bills and they desire to pay 100%. And they don't want her to worry about anything, but that's just depending on that relationship and what they agree on. Okay, somebody said feel like that's how it should be. We not married. If you want to add his if he wants to add his extra 30%, that's great. So she's saying that it should be 50 50 because you're not married. But if he does want to do something, or she does want to do something extra to help out, that's great. And I feel like that's true. I feel like if you're not married, or even, let's say, if you know for a fact that you don't even desire to be married to this person, or you feel like you can't even see yourself being married to that person, of course not. You should not be paying 100% of anything. However, I do feel like if you are seriously interested in being in a committed relationship with somebody and eventually getting married with that person, I feel like, finances is something that needs to be discussed and y'all need to figure out how y'all are going to work that out in a relationship whether that's 50 50 or whether that's you handle certain bills the other person handled the other bills i feel like it depends on y'all relationship um Dynamic and communication is key because I feel like a lot of people they're afraid to discuss their finances with their partner. But I feel like if you can't even open up to your partner about your financial situation, then you need to reconsider your situation because I wouldn't want to be in a relationship with somebody that I'm not comfortable sharing my financial situation with. That's just me, but you know, I do feel like. If I'm in a relationship with somebody, he's serious, and he wants to eventually get married, then... You know, we need to discuss how we're going to do this because I feel like, I don't know, it just depends on the type of man that I end up with because if I end up with a man where he is able to handle everything to where my finances can go towards other aspects of our life, then we can split it up that way, but... It just depends, like I said, on the relationship dynamic, because if I'm in a relationship with somebody where I make the most money and I'm the breadwinner in the situation, then it'll be a little bit different where I feel like if I'm the breadwinner and he's not, then me as the woman in the situation, I have to step up and make sure that everything is taken care of for us. And I honestly feel like if... You know, I'm the breadwinner and I'm making it and I'm having it. What's wrong with me being the one taking care of the bills and then he's helping out with other areas in our life? I don't know. Y'all let me know. Then last person says sometimes for sure dates shouldn't be on one person all the time. And if y'all and if both of y'all got it, why not? So as far as dates, I have to you know disagree on this a little bit. I'm a little biased on this a little bit. I feel like when it comes to dates, I feel like definitely I don't. I want to be able to wine and dine my nigga too sometimes, but I feel like majority of the time, I really want my guy to wine and dine me and make me feel special. And then I will do that in return. But as far as if we go out, you know, I'm not going to be paying. It's not going to be we switching, like this time is your turn. This time, like I feel like majority of the time, I want it to be my man who takes me out on dates to make me feel special. And then, you know, every now and then I'll surprise him and I'll pick up the check and I'll do something nice for him and plan something nice for us to do together. But I feel like if I'm in a relationship and you are not taking me out on dates, I'm not going to take you out on no date. If you don't, if you don't, you know, show me that you're interested, I'm not going to show you that I'm interested. If you don't spend no money on me, I'm not going to spend no money on you. And that's just how it goes. And I feel like this is, this is, I'm just going to take this conversation there because I'm here. So I feel like, now, from what I have witnessed so far in this whole being single and dating thing, for some reason, the guys that are around my age, so guys that are like 22, 23 in that area, 21, 22, 23, I feel like guys in that age range, they, the ones that I've come across at least, they're they feel like the woman has to pursue them and like the woman is supposed to chase them. And we're supposed to be trying to get them to go out on dates with us. And we're try- supposed to be trying to get them to call us and get them to text us and get them to see us. And I'm trying to figure out when did it switch? Cause I thought that dudes like the chase and that they wanted to come to us and wanted to, you know, feel like, they are chasing us, but I feel like nowadays, it's more so the dudes want the females to chase them, and it's like, now because of social media, and it's like, they got multiple females in their DMs trying to holler at them, they feel like they the shit, and I just feel like, you can't, I feel like they are starting to treat women like we're just one of the few one of the many that's trying to get their attention. So it's like they don't necessarily, you know, have to go as hard because they could just go to this girl that's being thirsty and that's just literally throwing herself at him. And I'm not the type of bitch that's going to chase you. I'm just not. It's not going to happen. So if you think I'm going to be blowing your phone up, if you think I'm going to just be randomly sending you thirst traps to try to get your attention to come see me or to do something, or if you think I'm finna to ask you out on a date and then pay for the date, you're wrong, sir. It's just not happening. I just don't understand why dudes are getting to a point where they feel like women should chase them. I don't know where this trend happened or how it happened, but it's happening that a lot of dudes, I'm not going to say a lot, but I'm going to say some dudes are in a mind state where they want the females to chase them. And they want the females to try really, really, really hard to grasp their attention. And I don't like that. I feel like I want the dude to try to get my attention. I want the dude to try to, figure out when he could fit in my schedule and not the other way around but that's just me that's my opinion y'all let me know y'all opinions and yeah we can talk about this again later if y'all want okay so i wanted to tell you guys some more music that i've been listening to so i'm about to head over to my playlist captain hook megan the stallion y'all already know it's my girl Um, Did I say Give It a Try featuring Jacquees, The City Girls? I don't think so. But yes, that's on the roster. Okay, Vision by Rose Marie. That is a good song. Um, More Than Enough, Alina Barres. Baraz, however. I'm, I'm butchering people's names today, but... I do apologize. Okay, let's see. BMO, Ari Lennox, featuring Doja Cat Remix. All right, let's see. All Mine, day, All Mine by day. That's, that's, that's one of the songs. Ooh, Deep in by Fushi. Fushay. Yeah, I hope I'm saying that right. Okay, and just throw back, throw it back a little bit. Just a little bit. Oh, first of all, how can I just skip over this and not, y'all, Up by my girl Cardi B went up. Okay. Let me just read y'all some of these lyrics right quick because this song. Up, 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 up. Look, once upon a time, man, I heard that I was ugly. Came from a bitch who nigga wanna fuck on me. I said my face bomb ass tight. Rack stack, rack stack up shack height. Jewelry on me flashlight. I been lit since last night. Hit him with the good good. Make a nigga act right. Broke boys don't deserve no pussy. I know that's right. Big bag bussin', not the Bentley Bentega man. Bency B- B- <laughs> Balenciaga Barbie back. Balenciaga Barbie back, and all these bitches fucked. It's big bags bussin', not the Bentley Benty Bentega. Bentley Bentega. Man, Birkin bag, Barney back, and now you biggest bitches fucked. <laughs> y'all know I can't rap. I'm getting tongue-tied, and I'm just reading. And then she said, if it's up, then it's up, then it's up, then it's stuck. If it's up, then it's up, then it's up, then it's stuck. Huh. Hey, up, then it's up. If it's up, then it's stuck. If it's up, then it's up, then it's up, then it's stuck. huh? y'all, I love this song. Sorry if I bitch bustered it and sounded a hot ass mess, but it's still early in the morning. Not really. It's gonna be noon. It's eleven oh nine a.m. right now, and I'm recording. Oh, did I say amusing her feelings by division about the whole, the whole, the whole project is about? Yes, the whole project go check it out okay and then to throw it back one last time okay so a friend put me on to mint condition so if you haven't listened to the group mint condition go check them out because they got some good 90s r&b and i love r&b that's my favorite and yeah so Let's read the lyrics to this song. Breaking my heart, pretty brown eyes. It's a pretty brown eyes, pretty brown eyes, you know I see you. It's a disguise the way you treat me, pretty brown eyes. You keep holding on to your thoughts of rejection. If you're with me, you're secured. If you keep telling me that your time is always taken, but I keep seeing you out alone, pretty brown eyes. Listen to love. Your heart is pounding with desire, waiting to be unleashed. Quit breaking my heart. Breaking my heart. Pretty brown eyes. Breaking my heart. Yeah. Breaking my heart. Pretty brown eyes. Sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell your friends that I don't mean nothing to you. Please don't deny the truth. Pretty brown eyes. Tell me right now. I know your heart is in the right place. You know I won't let you down. Yeah. Whew. I don't sound nothing like the song, but I'm just reading y'all the lyrics. And y'all just gotta go listen to it to y'all for y'all self because Mint Condition They um they did that. They did that for real Visit ww.theelanebrain.com shop our store we have bundles wigs lashes and coming soon we have more products waiting for you need to contact customer service make sure you email shop at the the valentine's day sale is still going on and i gave you guys a gift that will keep on giving head over to the karma app search www.theelanebrand.com shop regularly through our store then as you proceed to check out, the Karna app will help you set up four installments that will be over a six week period so you will only have to pay each payment every two weeks and you could get your hair your bundles your wigs today well not today you're gonna have to order and wait for it to get shipped in but You know what I mean. You can order today and don't have to pay full price today. And yes, so I hope you guys enjoy this Valentine's Day gift. All right, let's take a trip down memory lane. The first time I ate an edible. So the first time I ate an edible, I was in high school. And I will never forget this. This is my senior year, last semester, I think, definitely. And first block, first period, um, my friend gave me a brownie. And I didn't know how much, like how strong it was and like how much it had in there. So the brownie wasn't big. It was, a, you know, like a bite-sized brownie where you can like eat it in two bites, which I did. And so I ate the whole thing. And my friend was like, you know, you ate the whole thing. You ate like where the rest of it at? And I was like, I ate it. He was like, bro, you shouldn't have ate the whole thing. He was like, you should have just cut it into like four small pieces and then just ate it throughout the day. Or at least cut it in half and eat one now, eat one later. He was like, you're going to be fucked up. And I didn't believe him because I wasn't feeling nothing at the time. So first period going on, going on. And it's about to be the time for the bell to ring for us to go to second period. And I started to feel it. Y'all, I was so high. Like I was so hot to the point where I had to call one of my friends and ask him to walk me to my next class because like I felt like the room was spinning. I felt like (laughs) I felt like everything was funny. And I don't know. I was just in a whole nother world that day. And it was crazy. And I just eventually went to um, my coach's class and just spent the day in her class. And like, I went, I got my work from my other classes and just stayed in her class all day because, like, I wasn't gonna be able to walk around in the halls with all those people without, like, feeling some type of way. Like, it was just too much, like, transitioning from one class to another with all those people in the hallway and then I'm high at that. It was just too much, too, too, too much. So, Yes, my little first little edible experience was not too good. I mean, it was good. Like, I, you know, had a good time. But I just shouldn't have did it at school because I just couldn't stay focused. Like, my mind was all over the place, and I was just not focused on school. I was just in my own little world having a good time and not being in school mode like I should have been. But I was a senior. I really didn't care. I was just, you know, it was last semester of high school I was just cruising at this point because you know I set myself up so I didn't have to really worry about too much coming in last semester so yeah first period was the start of a very long day and I think I had practice later on that afternoon but I had came down by the time practice happened so yeah whoo eating edibles for the first time, especially strong edibles, I highly suggest that you do it in a place where you're comfortable, you can move around and just be yourself and not really have to act like you're not high. (laughs) So... Yes, that was my first little edible experience. Make sure you call 678-460-6706. You can have a conversation with me about anything you want. You can promote your business, shout out your friend or family member, or ask for advice. Don't have any Ask Anisha questions for today, so I'm going to go ahead and skip over to the next segment, which is stay in your lane. So I just wanted to let y'all know that I'm different, okay? And when I mean by I'm different, I mean, I just feel like I've always had a different mentality than majority of the females in my age group. For example, when females thought about, you know, going to concerts and going to events like that, they would be like, oh, I need to purchase my tickets. I need to make sure I can get as close to the front stage as possible blah, blah 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 that was their mindset my mindset went to fuck getting tickets I want to be behind the scenes I want to work this and produce this concert I want to put the concert together and actually be a part of the concert i want to host the concert i want to be introducing each act like i want to be on stage like i want to be behind the scenes calling the shots that was just my that's just always my been my mentality that i realized that i'm different from a lot of the people that i grew up around like a lot of people instead of being like oh i want to go um work for x y and z instead of saying and instead of me thinking oh I want to go work for x y and z my thing was I want to own x y and z I want to open my own x y and z like those are just the different the difference in mentality that I noticed that I've had from a very young age compared to the people that are around my same age group and so I just feel like my whole life i just always been different another example is like i feel like i'm not a fan girl like when i get around people who are celebrities or people who are you know known for whatever it is that they do i don't ever feel the need to scream at the top of my lungs or feel the need to ask for their autograph. My mentality goes to more so I want to talk to them and get to know them and understand how they got to where they are today and figure out is it a way that I could possibly work with them. Maybe I have a certain talent or a certain type of, you know, skill set that they're looking for where I can offer that to them and be Um, in addition to their brand, and then in return, now I have experience working with these people, and now I have a credible source to saying that, you know, I'm valid, and that my work, my work ethic is valuable, so that's just what I mean by I'm different, and I feel like a lot of people need to start thinking a little bit differently, instead of thinking, let me rent this let me try to figure out if I could own this instead of um thinking let me work for let me work with just that little difference in the words that you use makes a huge change in your mentality and how you move so yeah That's what I mean by I'm different. I feel like I've always been a little different from everyone around me. Um, Not everybody, because there's some people where I can have those type of conversations where we're thinking out of the box and we're thinking above and beyond the normal. So, yes, be different, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for staying with me for another episode of the Elaine podcast. Like I said at the beginning, I am your host, the one and the only Amisha, and I will see you guys in the next podcast.